Hi, welcome back to Coach Gritty's Coaching 101 podcast, hosted by myself, Chris Luckett. At this time, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. Kentucky Cold Snack. After a long day, it's time to crack open a snack. Kentucky Cold Snack, the official beer of Montana. And Ultimate Lacrosse, located at 141 in Manchester for all of your lacrosse needs. Hi, welcome back to Coach Gritty's Coaching 101 podcast. Um, this is episode three, and I wanted to do something special, something that you know I've been thinking about doing um, for a while, and uh, that's my first interview. Um, I got for my first inter- interview ever. Um, this one's uh, kind of special to me. Um, so this kid uh, was the MVP of the state game in Missouri. And I've gotten to coach him over the summer, and of course he defeated me uh, in said state game. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, goalie Andrew Staff. Andrew, you there? Yep, right here. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent. Um, So, I mean, for those that don't know you, um, tell us a a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I started playing lacrosse in fifth grade. Uh, I came from a pretty good program out of Indianapolis. Uh, moved right before high school uh, out to the Wentzville area. And uh, lacrosse is my main sport. Um, and uh, I'm excited to have the opportunity to play in college uh, coming up here soon. That's awesome. When is moving date? I'm moving Wednesday. Nice. Got that's, six days left. That's, that's really exciting. You having a lot of fun this summer? Yeah, busy. I've been working a lot. That's good. That's good. So I guess I met you, I guess that would have been your sophomore year going into junior year? Yeah, I think it was that COVID summer. Right, right, right. Um, Right. So just tell me about, let's start with the recruiting process. What was that like for you? I feel like I got a late start uh, compared to when I think I should have started. I started uh, the end of July after my junior season. Um, and for me, I, I was getting responses when I was reaching out to coaches, but I, I did a lot of the recruiting myself as far as uh, reaching out to coaches. Uh, I feel like there's a misconception when it comes to recruiting that coaches are going to come knocking at your door, Nick Saban style, trying to talk to you. That's not necessarily the case, especially for you know a, a Midwest uh, lacrosse player. But, you know, I... I went on basically the uh, NAIA conference, the KCAC. Mm-hmm. I basically had offers from just about every school in that conference. Went and did a ton of visits. Uh, did some D2 visits too and uh, settled on Columbia College um, and on signing day. Nice. And what was the thing that just drew you into Columbia that made you say, this is where I want to call home for the next four years? So... On top of it being a college town, I really like the team. I have uh, teammates there already, uh, teammates that you've coached um, that were already established there. They're a little older than me. 
And the team is small, and I kind of like that because I, I feel like that's where you can be competitive instead of falling to like a sea of players where there's just, you know, 70 like guys of, on the roster uh, and you're fighting for right. 10 like I spots. felt like I'd have a right, a connection with my coach, connection with my teammates, um, right off the bat. And on top of that, uh, my teammate, my co captain, Baker, um, Zach Baker, were, were roommates and, and he signed with me. So that was awesome. That that is really awesome. I'm really proud of both you and uh, Baker. So, during the recruiting process, I guess who and what would you say played pivotal roles in your recruiting process? You know, from start to finish, and then kind of a two part question, which you kind of already answered. What advice do you have for guys? You know, who are going through this process. Yeah, so I would say pivotal pivotal uh, people that helped me in the recruiting process was uh, the Gold Rush Gold Rush coaching staff for sure, because um, I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, Pettis, he helped me a lot, and so did Coach Brown. Uh, they had contacts and and um, helped me out a ton on like how to reach out, what to say to them, important things to keep in mind when getting recruited. Um, and, and my biggest advice would probably be don't wait and don't be afraid to have dream schools. Um, one thing I regret is not reaching out to some schools that I thought maybe I didn't have a shot at getting uh, into. And I feel like looking back, I, I probably should have sent an email. I mean, there's no harm in it. Um, and I should have started sooner. So get film done as fast as you can. As soon as you've got it, get it into an email. Start introducing yourself to coaches. That's absolutely perfect. Um, and that's really huge, you know, for you to be as young as you are to to realize that and be able to pass that knowledge down. So let's go through, I guess, I really want to start with the, I guess, the end of your junior year. Because, I mean, we all know the storybook ending, like, that you had throughout your senior year, but I want to take it before we get into your senior season, take me through the end of junior year and kind of what the, I guess your mood and attitude, and then we'll go through senior year. Yeah. So my, my junior year was a really weird year because um, my high school program that I came out of, we, had great numbers my sophomore year and we were feeling great that season and COVID kind of spoiled that. And and going into my junior year, we lost a lot of seniors. I think my junior year, we had four or five seniors. Um, and, and there wasn't a lot of leadership among those guys and we really didn't have a, a culture. So my junior year, it was like a reset, a rebuild. So on top of not having a lot of seniors, we didn't have a lot of players in general. We had, um, I think our first practice my junior year, we had 11 varsity players and seven of which were returning. Uh, like some of them were cut from baseball that year and immediately were thrown on the varsity. So that season was really just about bringing everyone up to speed and, and just trying to, to get better um, as best we could preparing for that senior season. So our junior year, we didn't end the way we wanted. And, you know, we, said bye to, to our seniors uh, when we lost to Webster in the quarterfinals, which was really rough because there were some talented, talented seniors in that class. But I would say my junior year was really big as far as leadership goes for me. 
that's when I kind of stepped into the role. And right. uh, after my junior season, we basically everyone like doubled down on lacrosse. Uh, we were able to get another 20 players to sign up before our senior season started. Um, my senior night, we had 20 seniors alone. Um, but we, we really focused on just getting better every day over the summer and using that off season. A lot of guys got gym memberships. A lot of guys were at Heartland uh, Park where we uh, practice from time to time and play games. Mm-hmm. We basically would have like 10, 15 guys every morning up there. Wow. Um, every morning. Be- now, was this before the season? And like, yeah, this was off season. This was fresh off of uh, the end of our junior year. And you guys, younger guys. So, so time. and not to interrupt you because like, I absolutely love that. So you guys, no, after, you're all good. after your junior season ended, the rising seniors. So your class kind of took it upon themselves mm-hmm. and said, Hey, let's go back to the drawing board and let's really, really start taking this seriously and let's see what happens. Right. And a lot of guys were new to the sport. So what happened was a lot of guys, they didn't really treat it in the beginning as uh, as seriously as they would their main sport. Most of uh, our guys played football. Right. And a, lo- a lot of guys didn't realize how competitive and intense the sport can be. So when they were, when we were coming off our junior season, we, we kind of realized, a lot of the guys kind of realized, you know, like we have a lot of potential. Uh, we have a lot of athletes on the team. And so everyone was invested in that off season and, and worked towards building a culture of uh, working hard um, and, and making the most of our senior year. Right. And I would honestly say your, so that, so that season that you're coming off your junior year, I got to coach you um, during the summer, yep. and I would say that that was honestly one of your best summers ever. Um, I kind of remember just seeing you kind of swag a little different. You know, I, I could, yeah, I, I could feel you. You started to demand, and it wasn't like you were demanding respect. You your just presence just kind of demanded that just by how you carried yourself and gold rush practices and, you know, mm-hmm. all the tournaments we went through. So I, I, I could definitely see that. Um, okay, so we get through the summer. You have an incredible summer, one of the best summers, you know, I think I've seen from a goalie um, coaching-wise. And so take me into, like, the beginning of your senior year. Because it didn't yeah, start so, because because it didn't yeah. start off as you guys were you know picked to go win state that year, right? No, not at all. We we kind of I mean a lot of the guys we, we talked from the end of our junior year. Um, I I'm sure that there's a text somewhere in our group chat. Someone said um, senior season starts now, and, and so that was the day after we lost in the quarterfinals my junior year. So, you know, going into our senior year, we had the expectation of, of taking it as far as we could and the eventual goal being state for sure. Um, and so when we – our first game of the season was Lindbergh, the defending state champions, and that game I think was 10 degrees outside. And we lost them 10-6. Uh, to 6, and, and that one, we were okay with that loss because, you know, it's a defending state champion team, championship team and we're, you know, still relatively young. Uh, we had like, you know – 10 players this year who was their first year and they're just playing varsity. Right. So you know, we kind of took Straight our up. licks. 
Right. We took our licks. Um, we went on a out of town trip to Kansas City. We played a really good Pembroke Hill team. Uh, and we got crushed by them, and we got crushed by Olathe. Um, and so we really wanted to go into April, you know, turning the page and getting a fresh start, which that's not what happened at all. We lost seven games in a row through April, um, finishing up with um, Summit. And that was a killer game for me personally. And that was like our team was just at an all-time low. So um, take me through that. We definitely struggled that month. Right. So take me through that seven-game, you know, streak where you guys – you know, we're losing in April and kind of, and, and we'll pause right before we get to May madness. Cause that's what I'll call it. I'll call it May Winsville May madness. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so take me through that, you know, seven game stretch, you know, what kind of was the mood at practice and, you know, how did you guys, you know, fight through that essentially? Uh, you know, I think a lot of it was just the culture we had created over the off season. Of uh, we we had the expectation to take our team far, and we it wasn't like, you know, we just kind of chalked it up to oh, this season is a bust. Um, you know, we realized this is our as far as seniors goes, this is our last year, and even the underclassmen. Um, I mean, they wanted it just as much as we did, and you know, it was never no one really had their heads down. Um, and April was especially hard for a lot of guys in their personal lives, too. You know, our, our team, we really struggled through April in, in a lot of things. Um, but there was never a day where everyone kind of just gave up. Um, there was definitely moments where, you know, me personally, I would, I mean, I would get into fights with some teammates. Um, and I know there was lots of uh, headbutting, but it was never because we didn't like each other, we hated each other. It was because we expected a lot out of each other right. and we were disappointed with how we had been playing. Um, and, you know, you look at our roster, we had three varsity poles uh, that were just brand new to the sport right. that were starting. Right. Um, and so we, on defense, we struggled a lot through those seven games. Our offense, I mean, we really don't have any attackmen on our team. I'd say maybe one or two. And both of them are sophomores. Right. Um, we're a midi heavy team. We yeah. don't have a, um, necessarily a FOGO. So, you know, we, we kind of had to figure out who we were as a team and like what our style of lacrosse was. And, and luckily going into playoffs, everything just kind of fell into place. So take me. Th- and so you guys go on that seven game streak. Now, did the seven gaming, the seven game losing streak take you into playoffs? Uh, yeah, so okay. we lost seven games, and then I actually we did have one game, uh, which was a rescheduled game. We we were supposed to play Westminster um, early in April. That got rescheduled to the end. Uh, maybe that might have even been March. We uh, played that rescheduled game. Okay. So we played Westminster as our last regular season game, and then we played them first round of the playoffs. Okay. So you guys come off two big Westminster wins. Yep. And in the quarterfinals, you got Lafayette. Am I correct? Yep, it was Lafayette. And take me through that game. Yeah, so as far as um, our team's mentality went going to the playoffs, I mean, we realized the potential we have, but everything kind of became personal because this is the part of the year where we started seeing teams we already played. So we right. lost so the to confidence uh, was... Lafayette. 
right. It was it was there, and you know, a lot of teams. I mean, a lot of people might have said, "Oh, we lost to them in the regular season. This is it." But um, everyone was really adamant about you know fighting through this one. Um, we lost them, and I think twelve seven in the regular season. It was it was a really good game, really competitive, and we knew we we were in for the same dog fight in this one, but we came out on top. Yeah, and then you know, you go take care of Rockwood Summit, and then right. you have the favorite. You guys get Kirkwood, which I coach, yep. and you know, again, you had saw the numbers that you know Kirkwood had put up all season, and mm-hmm. going into the state game, what was the the atmosphere in your guys's locker room before you walk down on the field and then take me through kind of like the first couple of quarters of the state game. And then I'll give you my perspective on it. Gotcha. Yeah. So going into the state game, I remember our first practice, I think it was raining out or there, it might've even been storming. So we practiced indoors at a facility in Wentzville sports farm. And um, I just remember everyone was stoked. Like it was what we'd been talking about since the last season. And, you know, people were seeing the pieces come together. Um, you know, we were, we were ready to go there, but we were nervous. Everyone was kind of freaking out and losing their minds because, I mean, we weren't supposed to be there, uh, based on how our season went. Um, but we kind of, you know, had that underdog story and we found ourselves there. No, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I was. I'm going to be honest. We hadn't been in a dogfight in a while. Um, yeah, and you know, I think, you know, so let me just give you my coach's perspective of that game. Right. Um, I think you had an incredible game. I think if you're, I mean, you had 25 saves in that game, and mm-hmm. you know, you saved your best for the very last. And every time yeah. we got up. We just couldn't – we could not put you guys away. And, you know, looking back, do I slow the tempo down? You know, the, the hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you can always do a million things. But what I will right. say, um, you know, you, I think, were one of the catalysts of that entire, you know, fight, that entire game. And, you know, for it to end the way that it did with – you making an incredible save on the doorstep and starting the clear, you know, I think that says a lot about you and, you know, your performance. I mean, that was just the icing on the cake for you at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you know, me, I'm very conflicted about that because, you know, I absolutely love you, uh, Baker, Brock, Hagen had an incredible right. game. Austin Richards had an yeah, incredible had a game. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, those are my boys. And so – as I'm sad for, you know, my Kirkwood boys and, you know, my Kirkwood guys that I've been with for forever, there was still that part of me that, you know, if I had to lose, I'm glad it was to you, right? Um, Especially playing the way that you did. I think you played absolutely incredible. And so, you know, I I get to laugh about that now. I mean, of course, in the moment it sucks, but, like, I was so proud of you at the end of that game. And, you know – as we're going, as we're going through the line, you know, I'm looking at you and I just told you, do you remember what I said to you? Yeah. You said you were really happy for me. And, um, there was something else to that. 
I, I said, I love uh, you. I said, Hey, I'm really yeah. proud of you. And I love you. And that's, you right. know, that was just an yeah. incredible game, man. But, um, yeah. so what's, you know, so what is next for, uh, Andrew staff? Yeah, I'm excited to get to work at, uh, Columbia college. Um, you know, I want to compete. I want to get roped in as just being a, a freshman backup. Um, I want to play for sure. I want to be, a, a, not just a guy in, high school I'm going to be that guy in college too well I mean I know with your work ethic you know I think the sky's the limit for you um Mm -hmm. and you know I think you know just be a student of the game you know you're you're going to be learning all over again and so you know just give yourself time to get acclimated um you got your boy Zach Baker down there with you um yep so I think you know you'll be in a position but yeah, just really, you know, give yourself time to get acclimated and, you know, be a student of the game. All right. Yeah. Well, Andrew, I'm not going to take too much more of your time. Uh, dude, thank you so much for being the first guest on the podcast. And uh, if you need anything, you know, you have my number. So uh, give me a call. All right. We'll do coach. Love you. <laughs> Love you. <It> too. Awesome. <laughs> no Great problem. Experience. No problem, man. You have a wonderful day or evening, I guess, uh, whatever time it is right now. Um, but we'll be in touch. And, uh, again, thank you so much for being the first guest on the podcast and I'll talk to you. All right. Of course. Yeah. See you later, man. And that is the episode. Um, you know, my first guest, I felt like it was only right. I do have a lot of love for that kid. Um, again, we are sponsored not yet by Kentucky cold snack and Ultimate Lacrosse, where you can get all of your lacrosse equipment. And this was Coach Gritty Coaching 101 Podcast, Episode 3. I'll see you next time. Take care.